It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Otto is a man of many talents. Hey, great fish! Oh, a little squeeze of lemon, some tartar sauce. Ken Walk is a man of few words. Tell him from me. George is the man with the plan. Thirteen millions, my friends. And Wanda. Do you speak Italian? Molto pericoloso. Is the woman they love. They all set out to commit the perfect crime. To twenty million. To a job well done. But it turned into something. George moved the loot. Less than perfect. Disappointed. So they turned to a lawyer named Archie Leash. Leach. A fish called Wanda. Don't call me stupid. A smashing. Welcome to the film with three brains. It's Sam in San Francisco. And this is Sean in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. You sounded like um, Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's strange that I would sound like that. To... <laughs> I carried this watch. <laughs> <laughs> More cowbell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. We are not reviewing anything for Christopher Walken. There's not even a cowbell in this movie. No. Nope. Um, we are reviewing A Fish Called Wanda. This is a 1988 uh, Diamond Thief comedy. Mm-hmm. Starring... Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, Michael Palin, and John Cleese. Uh, you guys want me to give like a synopsis of what it is? Sure. You want to give some thoughts first? Nah, we'll give, run it down for the, for the listening audience. Fire away. Okay. There is actually a goldfish called Wanda, which was the original title, the working title of this film, um, that really doesn't have that much to do with the movie. But it doesn't have cute. anything to do with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes up now and then. <laughs> the, the, I the fish actually gets some screen time. But other than that, <laughs> it is a real fish. The movie poster showed like this weird like mermaid thing that was like a <laughs> fish with human body and yeah. fins, if you mm. remember. Anyway, this okay, so this is synopsis. This is one of those diamond the heist movies where it's not the heist. The heist happens in the first couple minutes. And it's really more about of the four people who pull off this job, which one of them's gonna gonna outwit the rest of the the gang and and be the one who who gets away with the diamonds because they're they're all well I shouldn't say they're all unscrupulous but there enough of them are uh, that they're trying to screw each other and um, then John Cleese is the uh, is the barrister who. Uh, representing one of the one of the gangsters when he's when he's arrested yeah the leader so it's kind of right? it's not a whodunit it's it's who's going to get away with it and mm-hmm. um i think that it, from a from a crime movie standpoint it's a it's a very fun position to take like it's not about the crime it's it's who's actually going to get away with the crime and who's going to get screwed so yeah anyway that's that's my that's my brief synopsis. It's a comedy. It is. 
How did you put that? It's not a who done it. It's got. It's a who got away with it. It's who who's gonna get away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or who's gonna get the loot? Who's gonna get the loot? I was trying to think. Are there other movies that do the same sort of thing? There's, there's, sure. you know, there's usual suspects where he's telling the story, but it's not like a. It, it's you're asking if he's gonna get away with it, but it's not. I was trying to think of. There's con movies where people are screwing each other. There's a lot of them. I mean, Reservoir um, Dogs, it could be argued, is very similarly structured. It starts with the crime and then in the aftermath of it. It's not so much who's going to get away with it as who's going to get caught. Yeah. Yeah. That's or true. killed. Um, also, what, like uh, The Italian Job? Um, yeah. Yeah, that few, starts that. starts with the crime and then the uh, uh, what's the one Ronin is kind of like that. Um, the only comedy heist movie I could think of was uh, like Tower Heist that Eddie Murphy, oof. yeah, Ben Stiller, yeah. And I think I've mentioned Safe Men before. Oh yeah, Safe Men's great. Funny. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. I speaking of Wanda, it, I don't know why, but it does kind of annoy me that the title of this movie is a fish called Wanda, because the fish called Wanda has nothing to do with the movie at all. Even more sort of vexing is the tagline on the poster is a new comedy about sex, murder, and seafood, <laughs> which is yeah. totally meaningless. Yes, maybe that was his point. I don't know. It worked though. <laughs> It's fine. I guess it's a snappy title, but um. no. But I think that the the, the idea that the <laughs> that the that the tagline and the title have nothing to do with the movie and don't even really inspire you to see the movie yet the movie was a huge hit. I think says how much how good the movie actually is. True. Mm hmm. I don't know. When's the last time you guys saw it? Hmm. Probably when it was out. I would guess. Because yeah. I didn't remember it very well at all. I just yeah. remembered the broad strokes and sort of rough idea. I couldn't remember. As things were happening, even I wasn't like, oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, me too. Sean. Did you remember who got away with it? Or... Nope. I don't think I did either. Not exactly. The only concrete detail I could remember was Kevin Klein tossing the gun outside the metal yeah. detector in the airport at the end. <laughs> Like that's it. <laughs> that's, that is that slick. shot yeah. always stuck with me because in yeah. my 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 youthful memory it was always very, it was very slick, and upon second reviewing it's it's okay it's not as slick as I remember it. Like he almost seems like he almost drops it. <laughs> <laughs> the way he snatches it, you know, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, that was all I could really remember. And, and who, yeah, you know, I remembered who was in it, and I remember that Michael Palin gets more and more damaged, but I couldn't remember why. Like I right. kept waiting for him to have the patch over his eye, but I couldn't remember why he had the patch over his eye. Only that he had a patch over his eye at some point. Yeah, I, I same. I I didn't remember how uh, uh, convoluted the the whole idea of the you know getting yeah. out and getting the finding the jewels and George running trying to run the show from inside. Um, but I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter too much because you you know. You get to, you get to the same place whether you can really follow what, what's happening or not, and I think I remember that as a kid, sort of going, "There's a lot going over my head here, but I'm still kind of enjoying this," you know, yeah, more or less. But uh, the fish thing is stuck with me, you know, stuck out to me too because 
I thought maybe they it was like a bird called Wanda. You know how they call women birds. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that was it was a play on that, and they just changed it to fish. But no, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> well, they don't really they don't really talk about the fact either, do they? At any point, I don't remember that Jamie Lee Curtis's name is Wanda. Yes, and Michael Palin named his fish Wanda. Clearly, as yeah. some sort of tribute to this woman, but they don't address it. They don't talk about it. Right. It's a right. weird. <laughs> they don't even mention it, really. Yeah. I um, kept in the beginning. In the beginning, I kept waiting for him to like. It's like, is he gonna somehow feed the fish that key? You know, I thought the yeah. fish actually <laughs> had a point. Hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, the fish tank being important, but it's marginally important. Right. Like they do hide the key in there, but then they steal it from there almost immediately. Yeah. It's in there for like 20 seconds <laughs> or whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it says in IMDb that uh, Cleese's only, when they started discussing it in 1983, Cleese's only idea was having a character with a stutter mm-hmm. uh, that would, you know, have to give some important information and that Charles Crichton, the, the director, he wanted to see someone run over by a steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> That was so Austin Powers. Oh, I know. I, you know what was crazy? I've seen Austin Powers a million times. I've seen this movie twice. In the, but the fact that I couldn't remember that that happened. And then as soon as I'm watching it, I was like, oh, my God, Austin Powers just totally ripped this off. It, like 100%. Like not even a, like not even different, except for the fact that he doesn't say no. He's laughing at it, you know? Yeah. Then, I still loved it, though, even though I yeah. knew that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's it's a little bit of a spoiler. I I will you know I, I I won't give away everything, but but the you know Jamie Lee Curtis is she well she does an incredible job acting because it's really I mean for me Jamie Lee Curtis is Halloween, yeah. and you know with very few other roles. I know we mentioned True Lies things like that, but for for most part I just think of Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween and to see her be this role is just fantastic. Like it's like it's like hey, she has real chops, you know, she doesn't just mm-hmm. act scared and yell yell and uh, the whole time. Um, yeah. And so that that was fun, but but so Jamie Lee Curtis is mostly with with Kevin Klein is as a partner (laughs) sometimes but but that's what's great about this movie because you realize like i don't think anybody has any loyalty you know there's no honor among thieves you know like that's the that's the heart of this movie and um you know she wants to fall in love with someone she wants you know she she clearly wants that but she's sure has no loyalty for for when anyone when it comes to the diamonds and um but yeah, to have them on the outside trying to get away with it, and then they put their partner uh, George or wait—is it George or is that the actor's name? Yeah, uh, it's George. Who, it's George. Yeah, who, George who, Thompson, who, played by Thomas Georgeson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's simple as pie. I want to know Go what's figure. Yeah. <laughs> so they put their, you know, they put their the the guy who seems like he he was the one who truly orchestrated the crime. Uh, they 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 get him. Or he get locked up right away, and even though the the police don't have full evidence, and then um, you know Michael Palin's the you know loyal to George, uh, but really is 
kind of like the innocent guy who and you know crippled by a horrible stutter the, the whole movie um and just gets ridiculed no and by <laughs> kevin Klein. yeah but yeah, the the way they put they play these characters off one another is 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 fantastic. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite Kevin Klein lines is in the beginning when he first meets uh, Ken uh, Michael Palin, and he's like, "Oh, stutter," uh, you know. All right, well, and he says, "I had a friend in the CIA who had a stutter, cost him his life." <laughs> the way he says that line just kills me. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, Sam, you you mentioned some of her movies but you did not mention trading places which is funny because that's what john cleese saw and yeah said oh she can be sexy and funny and duplicitous yeah and that's how he cast her i, I guess it was written for her really yeah that's true i've only like watched trading character. places a couple times but but and you know obviously she's not going to be the first person who comes to mind in that movie but you're right <laughs> for at least for me right but she's solid i mean i think she yeah she's you know, holds her own against Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, she did great. I mean, the, and the thing is, is that when you, when you stop and you look at like, you know, we just did Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey carries, no pun intended, the comedy movie. Like he is the comedy mm-hmm. in this movie. You have John Cleese, Kevin Klein, and Jamie Lee Curtis, all nominated for funniest actor or actress in at the American Comedy Awards. And then you have Michael Palin, Michael Palin gets nominated for best actor in a supporting role at the British Academy Film Awards. When you look at what this movie was nominated for, you have all five or four of the main five characters all nominated for their acting mm-hmm. and for their comedy, for their writing, all that. And and it's and as I was watching it this whole time, I was like, every moment Kevin Klein was on screen, I was like, this is priceless. It was like, he's great. <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, I was like, I, I started like Michael Palin more and more. Like, it was like his his part in the movie at first, he's like, you know, you think he's kind of, you know, he's going to be the patsy and all that. But then as he becomes kind of this cartoon, almost like a cartoon, uh, like he can't, he's trying yeah. to... You yeah, know, it was like, like the, Popeye before and after spinach. <laughs> a, a little of that and a little bit of like Tomcat and Jerry Mouse, you know, like like he can't kill this woman no matter how he charges. <laughs> and he keeps hurting the wrong thing and hurting himself. And it's, it's you know, it's just like every time he was on screen, I'm like, oh, what's he going to do next? You know, like, <laughs> and you knew where it was going. You're like, you're like oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I, this just to me, I was, I was thinking of all the movies we've reviewed. I was like, this is clearly one of the most enjoyable i i can't believe i haven't watched this movie more more often than just this time and when it first came out yeah and, and I, for me it was a rental i you know it was the the number one rental in 1989 and i i helped participate in making it that <laughs> <laughs> well i can't believe how high it is on the list of top 10 films of grossing films in 1988 yeah. i mean yeah. it's it's listed above die hard really yeah. yeah, this movie made 178 wow. million on a budget wow. of eight million. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it was when I was watching this, you know, everyone in it's great, but for me, Kevin Klein is sort of the glue that holds it all together. Oh yeah. Like the energy he brings to every scene he's in is just crazy good, and um, 
It just, I kept thinking, I kept thinking, my God, if he'd have been in Death Becomes Her, how much better would that movie have been? Mm. Take, yeah. It would have been, you know, it had just taken a good movie and made it great. Like, really, really great. And another thing I thought was odd is that at one point, Kevin Klein, excla- uh, uh, he has an exclamation of something, and I, 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 I don't remember what, and I remember thinking, Jesus, that sounded just like um, Steve Martin. And then I started listening to Kevin Klein speak with my eyes closed for a minute and picturing Steve Martin. And I was like, holy shit, they have like the same voice. They sound, they, they sound exactly alike. <laughs> it's crazy. So it makes me kind of want to go back and watch Grand Canyon, which I haven't seen since it came out and don't remember very well at all. Only that they're both in it. Cause then I would imagine it just sounds like one character talking to himself the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember Grand Canyon at all. Yeah. I think I've heard Steve Martin's voice enough where I could probably pick him out over Kevin Klein, but I think it, I think it's a good point. Uh, Kevin Klein and John Cleese were in, were both in Silverado. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote and directed Grand Canyon. Yeah, and that's why I was thinking of it. But the that's this a director good damn movie too. Yeah, it is. I bet we'll pick that sometime. Yep. I bet Cohen will pick it. Yep. In I'm fact. over my I'm over my limit for <laughs> for uh, western, so I can't do anymore. <laughs> In fact, oh no, you're kidding. Okay, maybe. <laughs> we'll um, see. Did you anyone catch the uh, cameo at the very end in the airport? Yeah, Stephen Fry. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Much it's uh, yeah, it's hard to picture him with without gray hair, but you know. Yeah. It was interesting. I was trying to think of after what or during while I was watching this, it was interesting watching Kevin Klein be sort of the somewhat manic character and seeing John Cleese be, uh, you know, so so restrained. Yeah, uh, a, a sort of a sort of a restrained John Cleese is interesting to me because you, I think of him as sort of a little more manic. Um, probably because of faulty towers where he's just always like running or literally like running around <laughs> trying to like put out fires and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I like him as sort of a, a quieter, more restrained character. He's good at it. Yeah. I didn't know until re- reading up that, uh, his character, his name is the real name of Cary Grant. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Archie Leach. Archie Leach. Yeah, which he chose as the Archie Leach is the the non stage name, Harry Grant's real name, and uh, so that's why he chose the name Archie Leach. He said, "Isn't he that said what Sean that, just uh, said?" Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you said it, you said it a little better than I did, but also I think. Uh, <laughs> come on now, well, like we've never done that sorry. before. We do it all the time. <laughs> Sean started talking. I started daydreaming. I was like, it's a little monkeys at typewriters and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh what the hell was that show? uh gross point blank but she's but she's like your show is so timeless she's like yeah it does run a little long <laughs> um what were we saying yeah so that's why he picked it and you know like he's you know tongue-in-cheek said that's as close as i'll get to carrie grant but i think that's kind of what cohen is saying is it was restrained but likable kind of reasonable yeah kind of desperate you know yeah did, his wife didn't really care for him too much. He didn't care for his wife too much. 
He did and, say uh, he chose that because he said, I feel this film is as near as I'll ever get to being Cary Grant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was on purpose. I know. <laughs> God bless America. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I'm here for my own entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just finish up on my remembrances, which are which are scant at best, but um, an echo. Some I think Cohen just said, or maybe somebody just said, because <laughs> I'm not listening either, uh, <laughs> that I can't believe I haven't seen this more. And that's kind of how I felt too. Like I, I yeah. saw it early on, saw it probably 20 years ago-ish, liked it a bit more, but maybe, just, maybe it just doesn't come up very much. I mean, you don't see it on, you know, on random stations over and over it's you know i mean yeah. i watched it on to be tv and that wasn't so bad anybody have to do pluto tv uh oh i watched it on the roku channel oh yeah because i thought maybe there wouldn't be commercials because i know there is on pluto and? and i was wrong there were commercials <laughs> and it was like really terrible commercials yeah and the same ones over and over well, then you had the same experience as the people who watched it on Tubi. Yep. Yeah, but Tubi was better than Pluto because Tubi didn't repeat as much. Mm -hmm. I saw one, you know, there was a different rotation. And I think the only reason you would actually have to sign up for Tubi is if you want to save your progress, which I noticed when I stopped and started again. Hmm. So, there's your there's your rundown of Cut rate streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For cheapskates like us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone seen the, uh, quote unquote, you know, the, the spiritual sequel? Oh, yeah. Fierce Creatures. Yeah. I saw it. I don't remember. I remember not liking it. Me too. Like really not liking it. But I have no memory of it. I couldn't, I read about, I read about it for this. And it was like I had never even heard of it. Like I read the plot and thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, it took me a good two minutes to like, I'm like, huh, that's weird. I should have seen that. And then I, yeah, reading the description, I'm like, wait, I have seen this because it was so forgettable that it was, you yeah. know, I couldn't believe I had actually seen it. But it's the same cast. They, you know, he writes it again. His, uh, John Cleese's daughter is also in it. As she is in this, she's Portia. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that rules out a, another an actual sequel. I mean, it kind of kind of does. Yeah, because in the description of uh, what is it, fierce beasts, fierce creatures, fierce creatures, fierce creatures, it sort of gives a rundown of the character. It's like um, Archie writes a letter to his brother in, in America or something. And he's like, Otto's, you know, he left South America or so, I don't know what the hell. It's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's really loosely, weakly tied to this movie. Yeah, but yeah. Kind of pointless. So, yeah, we can cross off sequel. Done, sort of, badly. Sort of, kind of. Don't bother. Yeah. I no. mean, this, this definitely doesn't require a sequel. Yeah, this this movie's pretty perfect. It's it, this thing I just enjoyed the whole way through. Like I, 
you know, part of reviewing these movies is that you get caught in this like scrutinizing mode of watching mm-hmm. versus enjoyment. And this one, I just, it just, the scrutinizing part of me just fell asleep and the enjoyment part, you know, I, I was laughed out loud a few times. Jinx apparently liked it. She held <laughs> approval. Um, so yeah yeah it, it it was one of these things where where you know you always mention the uh the lightning in a bottle and it's like they got it they don't need to re- redo it they yeah. don't need to try it again do something but you know you also look at this and it's like when they wrote this movie they, they met they, they they wrote this movie over the course of like three years you know that they kept meeting and going over it and you know keep redoing things like like if that's how much work it takes to make something really good then kind of hope other people have the time to do that too yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah kevin klein wanted to speak french because he spoke french in real life and yeah and then they're like no it has to be italian <laughs> so he's running out of cheeses and things to say in italian has anyone seen uh french kiss with him in, sure is that meg ryan who was in that yeah is it meg ryan i think it's meg ryan or is oh 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 no sorry i'm thinking of forget paris which He's... is uh billy crystal and deborah winger right but i've seen french kiss i just don't remember it i think it's just that he's a he's a sort of a jewel thief but he's a but he has uh you know he has he's a good person i guess but he but she's a tourist and i, I don't know I, it's not really worth discussing but the point was that he spoke French. I mean, he's he, his French uh, his French accent was pretty full on, but um, but it was convincing. I mean, sure, you know, I, I remember liking him in that and, and thinking, oh yeah, I, I liked him in A Fish Called Wanda. Whatever language he's speaking, I don't like his hat though. <laughs> really don't care for his hat. <laughs> it's like a weird painter's hat with the the bills straight, and it doesn't really match his black suit or his jacket or anything. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta pick on. I gotta pick something out. I gotta criticize something, so I'm picking on his hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all Did I got. You- did you, um, uh, this is a very loose segue off of bad taste. Mm. Um, did you guys see that, that a Danish man died? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> died of laughter during a screening of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, um, they, uh, they, they said it the increased heart rate due to extended laughter caused uh, fibrillation. But anyway, uh, John Cleese uh, had debated uh, using that as a par- part of the publicity for the movie, but ultimately <laughs> decided it was in too bad of a taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing that it took a while to, for him to figure out that that would not be in good taste to do that. <laughs> well, I bet it was probably a moral conundrum because he was like, uh, they were worried that it wouldn't do well because it was so English. And they were worried it wouldn't do well in the U.S., and so that would be great publicity, you know. To say like, "You'll die laughing," you know, like that's. So, I mean, yes, it is in very poor t- taste, but I think that was 
probably is consideration like uh but did you guys read the uh somewhere in here there's like a longer version of that story yeah so about the that, chips up his nose or whatever. yeah yeah that he actually <laughs> when when they were kids his son confirmed it that they used they were having a contest of seeing who could stick something radishes i don't know it was something up their nose and still eat without it falling out or something so that scene made him think of his his kids <laughs> and the whole thing was so overwhelming that yeah killed him so it's kind of, it's kind of sweet you know he was thinking of his family when he died i don't know <laughs> but I, I mean just just so we're clear that it's not just so laugh out loud i mean it is funny it is very funny but i didn't like guffaw or anything <laughs> right I, I mean i i laughed a few times especially kevin klein some of the things he did just were just just made me kind of <laughs> you know bust out but it was but i wasn't like a, a non-stop laugh right because there is a bit of a plot to it and you're still trying to figure out what the hell she's up to the whole time right no, the plot is brainy enough that that you have to pay attention and you have to, you know, you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to guess. But at the same time, you're getting this constant, like, you know, British humor and, you know, the little giggles. It's not, none, none of it is, is Austin Powers comedy. None right. Of it's, none of it's Jim Carrey. It's, yeah, it's, it's clever stuff. It's ridiculous stuff. It's, did uh, you guys find it at all off-putting that Kevin Klein keeps sniffing his armpits? I was just like, why is he keeping I think by the third time I was like, uh, all right, whatever. He's going to sniff his armpits. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something he does. That's just what he does. Yep. <laughs> did you recognize the old woman? The old woman. I did not. Uh, Patricia With Hughes. the dogs? Yes, with the dogs. Those are her dogs, apparently. Hmm. Um. It's not a double up, but she is a uh, sorceress in Willow. That's hmm. that's what I thought of. She's in some other... She, what is she in? Uh, anyway, I thought of her as... The, <laughs> I mean, actually, I didn't put it together until I saw her name and then started thinking about her face. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I do know who this person is. But no actual double ups. Anyone... Yeah, there's a double up. Uh, oh, no, I'm oh, sorry. There's... That she's not an actual double up. Oh, okay. What are the double ups? Well, we Kevin Klein was Douglas Fairbanks in Chaplin. Yeah. He, he did a great job there. Mm-hmm. John Cleese and Michael Palin are both in Time Bandits. Yeah. Michael Palin wrote Time Bandits. Or had a hand in writing. I'm not sure if he was a sole writer credited. Mm-hmm. It took me a second to remember which what their characters were in Time Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Michael Palin's first. He was the, the lackey, right? Mm-hmm. Lackey of uh, Mr. Evil. Well, oh, he's yeah. also um, the, the, the guy with the weird sexual dysfunction in the... Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's her name? And, and John Cleese is a Robin <laughs> yeah. Hood. Oh yeah, actually he has he has several parts. He has yeah, yeah. The couple shows up across time, and then he's and then he's a henchman. And John Cleese is I've forgotten already. Um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <Feel> better now. <laughs> it's John Cleese Robin Hood. 
<laughs> you starting that again? I think John Cleese was Robin Hood in it. <laughs> that doesn't count as a callback. That's just weak. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if it makes you laugh, go right ahead. I keep thinking Jamie Lee Curtis was in something we talked about already, but I guess not. I didn't see. We've her talked come about up. her before. We had definitely or, you know, have. a movie we've picked, but I guess not. We've mentioned True Lies a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot that well, she's married to, or she was, I assume she's married to Christopher Guest. Yeah. Um, and that when she got the call from John Cleese, she was skeptical and thought that maybe she wanted to talk to him instead of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Huh. It's just, uh, yeah, they're still married. They've been married forever. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Her, if you look at Jamie Lee Curtis's trademarks on IMDb, like she's probably not too thrilled with this. Her trademarks are her sexy legs, her athletic <laughs> figure, her deep, sultry voice. <laughs> not, like, not like yeah. good actress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> keen sense of comedic timing <laughs> yeah right. well at least you know mention something has to do with that like she's the scream queen right i mean yeah come on well get, it get also her says here. her short hair and early in her career final girl roles final what now final girl final girl roles final girl she's it's, the one it's, who makes it's the last it to the end. it's the last girl alive in a horror movie yeah. oh thank you the heroine the protagonist I suppose. Sure. Yeah. John Cleese has said that this is what didn't he say this was his favorite movie he's sort of had a hand in creating? Yes. And I was trying to think of other ones. Other movies he's had a hand in creating? Yeah, like he wrote. That you would put at the same uh but the same level? Yeah. Well, I'm just just in general just trying to think of some that were I mean there's a lot of TV in there you know from like Faulty Towers we already mentioned but I guess he, he wrote The Meaning of Life which ultimately is probably my least favorite Monty Python movie but it also has that one really great segment where the guy like eats so much food he explodes <laughs> just wait for that. <laughs> Perhaps just a bit. <laughs> right. That, that one gets quoted a lot in our house. Yeah. Hmm. Um, did he? Did he write, or was he just in uh, uh, Holy Grail? Um, Must have had some writing well, credit. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he has writing credit for. Holy he wrote Grail, Life of Brian. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Are these? I don't know if these are sole writing credits or if, if they all like Life of Brian. It they like all get credit, you know. Yeah. Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. It's probably like that from I would guess most of the movies, if not all of them, right? Right. I just assumed it was collaborative. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, how could it not be? 
Yeah, Holy Grail is the one I've watched the most. Yeah. Life of Brian, I feel like, Khalees in particular, because he's pretty easy to spot. He plays a lot of different roles. Yeah. In that one, so it's it's kind of convoluted in that way. I mean, I still like that one a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just more evidence that probably they, they sw- swapped parts around and, you know, tried things out as, as they were going, which they did with this. I mean, Fish Called Wanda, it's pretty long. It moves, it doesn't drag, but it's almost two hours. And apparently they cut a lot of, they had to cut a lot of stuff. Hmm. I think Cleese said that. Uh, Patricia, Patricia Hayes was the only actor that didn't have anything, any scenes cut <laughs> in, in editing. <laughs> oh, she was also in the never ending story. Not oh. that I, not that I placed her from that, but she, she was. Yeah, me either. But yeah, you, you get the sense that they, they like working together, you know, they like writing and joking around and. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting that the guy who directed, uh, a fish called Wanda hadn't directed a film in like 20 years. Yeah. It's not, he's, this yeah. is the only one in our timeline. Yeah. He does a ton in the forties and fifties. In the forties. Yeah. That's yeah. I wonder, wonder why he directed this. I wonder why they got, or, you know, I wonder why John Cleese was like, Hey dude, you're the guy for this or, yeah. you know, or, or however that evolved. Well, the two of them originally tried to make a movie together in the late 1960s, but the project never really took off. Mm. Um, but they always t- said to each other that, that at some point they'll um, they'll come together and make a film. So that's that's kind of how it started. Um, and the uh, so he was yeah he was 78 when they when they filmed this, and the um, joke was or the concern was that he was way too past his prime to be doing it and so Cleese got him a uh, t-shirt that that Crichton wore on this set that said age and treachery will always overcome youth and skill oh yeah <laughs> I've heard that elsewhere is too in a, like in a movie huh. yeah, yeah and he it's, so he was <laughs> so I was about to repeat your point but he was, he was co- <laughs> oh, co-director <laughs> Yes. Yes. Right. But I mean, that I'm, seems like the studio. They were they were trying to hedge their bets there, weren't they? Probably. Not, I mean, they were didn't want to come out and say it, but what you know, he's up in his year, up in years, and if he passed, then Cleese would just take over. And Cleese did. did <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's that's the way I read it, and maybe I'm morbid, but no, no, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and studios being studios, they they want to cover yeah. their butts i think it's crazy that john cleese was only two years older than us when he made this movie oh he just seems like when we were watching it sam said to me my wife said to me how old do you think john cleese is and when this movie came out and i said i don't, I don't know i'm 60 he looks about 60 <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked it up and he was 49 <laughs> wow uh, yeah i don't know it makes me feel better or worse i don't know better I guess better I, now, I but like, I mean, I feel but, like he just looks old. <laughs> but he's still going. I mean, he's still doing stuff, right? Well, sure. But he doesn't look much different. I mean, he's kind of like a Steve Martin, you know, like he looked yeah. old when he was thirty. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> he never did look young. So I, I think the thing about that quote, though, I come back to that is, 
I feel like I'm crossing into the agent the treachery will group <laughs> instead of the youth. Oh. <laughs> the the old age and treachery side of the coin. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote is is attributed to uh David Mamet. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. From something he wrote? Well, I bet it that far. I bet it is. If we were really good, we could name it. Well, his version is old age and treachery will always beat youth and exuberance. Okay. So slightly different. Don't ask me where it's from. I can only search so fast. Sam, where is it from? Ah, kill me. Oh, oops. <laughs> so, um, all right. What else do we have to cover? Oh, how old do you have to be? <laughs> to be old age? Or how young do you have to be to how be young? treachery? Well, <laughs> oh, to watch this movie. Right. Yeah, you can be like six. <laughs> There's nothing in this movie. There's some swearing. They're like, the violence is comical. Yeah. Yeah. The sex doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it does like once, and it's really cartoonish. Oh, Kevin yeah, Klein like right. crosses his <laughs> eyes <laughs> and he's like, hey, or whatever, you know, whatever weird shit he says. That actually did make me laugh out loud. Because <laughs> it's cutting to something else, right? They're cutting to John Cleese getting ready for bed in their separate yes. beds and yeah. cutting his toenails. I, I, and... <laughs> I thought that was genius. That was like, what a great. <laughs> show of what it's like in one house versus another yeah yeah and it sets up his need for adventure like you know he needs to yeah, mix well, it up yeah i mean that's the thing that you get to see john cleese's character develop because you, you guys were talking about how how he starts out so serious and then you know is the more he he's with wanda the more kind of lighter he becomes till he's dancing around naked uh, <laughs> Which is great scene too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what are we doing next? Uh, well, folks, mm-hmm. it uh, it's inevitable <laughs> that a movie like this was going to come up. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Given our ages and our formidable years, being the eighties. So our next pick is from 1984. I was gonna guess that. Came out. Uh, it 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 it's 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 sort of a. It's actually sort of. It's part of a. Um, it was part of a sort of a. Um, a wider versus Tombstone type of deal, where two very similar movies came out around the same time, and studios are racing to beat the other. Uh, only these are about break dancing. Oh. <gasps> Okay, well, that narrows it well, down. One of them's breaking, and the other one's Beat Street. So, which one is it? <laughs> it's got to be breaking. breaking. It's Beat Street. You oh, damn you! That's <laughs> right. I, of course, I picked Beat Street. It's so much better. What? But there's breaking too. Electric Boogaloo. Oh my God! It's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> that just showed they didn't make Beat Street too, did they? Even. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Breakin' was actually Breakin' was a much more successful film, but Beach Street is far better, and the yeah. music is way better. But 
Breaking right. has well, iced tea in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I better change my pick then. <laughs> We're just trying to there argue. There ain't no party it. like my Nana's iced tea party. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think I looked it up, and now I can't remember where you can watch Beach Street. Well, um, I know that... Uh, Beat Street is the king of the beats, and I see you rocking that beat from across the street. Yeah. And Beat Street is a lesson, too, because you can't let the street beat you. <laughs> That's right. Good Sorry, memory. I should have saved that. but <laughs> Save it. Because, you know what? I, I saw that movie when it came out, and probably a couple times after in the, in, the, in the ensuing years, but I can still remember almost every word to the Santa Claus rap. Ooh. Wow. But I'll save that. Okay, I, well, I'm putting on my bandana for the next review. Maybe not every word, but at least a, a very a long stretch. <laughs> uh, I guess you can see it on Pluto TV. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can rent it if you want. Something called Hoopla. By subscription. I don't know what that means. Never even heard of it. Holy shit, are there a lot of streaming services? It's fucking annoying. There are so many. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm glad that you picked this uh, and that we did uh, both these picks are, were nice because I was looking back at our history. It's been pretty dark recently. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed this. I mean, starting with like like Clerks back in August, we did Clerks, which is supposed to end with Dante dying. And then Death Becomes Her, Fright Night, A Simple Plan, Midnight Express, <laughs> very dark. The Cable Guy, kind of dark. Race with the Devil. Shit. So... We were due for a little levity. Yeah. Or break dancing. And or break dancing. I don't know if Beach Street really fits the bill. I don't know how well you guys remember it, but we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) And here I thought you were going to pick Gremlins or something. Yeah. It was down to this and um, a horror movie. Mm -hmm. But we had just done that. But you like picking musicals. I do. (laughs) I I, I seem to be the only one who picks music movies. Is yeah. that a challenge? What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Carbon music. music is. <laughs> so my next pick's probably going to be Sound of Music. <laughs> Singing in the Rain. There you go. In Greece. Those are my next three picks. Sweet. Lock them in. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be any of those. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Beach Street, next time. All right. <laughs> I think this has been our best review. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. I think I, you're right. As far as movies go, I, I give this one my highest recommendation to anyone out there who hasn't seen it. I'm saying that because I know people out there who listen to this who haven't seen it. So they're like, what are you reviewing? They're like, I never even heard of it. I'm like, <laughs> youngins. Just wait till you tune in. We're going to convince you. Yeah. That's right. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm done. Bye. Bye. Uh, ta-ta. <laughs> You're supposed to say like, "Don't call me stupid." Don't call me stupid. <laughs> Cheerio, ta-ta. Do it. <laughs>